Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another episode of Primetime Titans on this gloomy and sad and miserable Tuesday morning in light of that tough game in New York. Um, the boys are here to help you work through some emotions, some anger, some frustrations, some confusion about what the season might look like. We talk all about the Jets game, the disappointment that that game was. Um, we try to end it with with a little bit of a silver lining in terms of the season's not over. It's not time to throw ourselves off the uh, off the bridge on the Natchez Trace just yet. Um, could be getting there. Could be trending in that direction. But um, it's a tough day. But join us. Have a good time. Try to uh, work through some emotions like our like our boy JG was able to do on the podcast today. Um, but without further ado, I'll let you get to what you came for. Please welcome in the Imagine Dragons. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. All right, here we go. Um, coming to you. Uh, this is JG. Obviously, I got JG here. Pettit. And Robert. And uh, we actually have discovered, um, we were chatting a little bit beforehand, and uh, it's not doing great for our fantasy teams as well as the Titans. We'll get to the Titans. I just want to talk about our fantasy teams real quick. I know no one cares, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I went 0-2 this week in my two leagues. I heard a quote one time that um, I can't remember exactly how it was, but like basically people love to go and talk about their fantasy teams, and literally the only person who cares about your fantasy team is you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is true because every time people start telling me about their team, I'm like, I could literally care less <laughs> about what you're showing me, but I'll play the part. Uh, but my teams are terrible this year, so there you go. Yeah, I also went 0-2. <laughs> And uh, there are, you know, weekly punishments where you got to maybe uh, shotgun a beer or a seltzer or something, and maybe two of the three of us have to do that, as in me and Pettit. So, uh, I sneaked away, but I had to do it last week. Yeah. Only reason Robert wasn't the lowest was because Pettit was. No, I'm kidding. There was yeah. someone else. But Not only were, did we lose, we were the worst. Yeah. So that's not great. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Uh, Jets pre or recap. Uh, the Titans, if you haven't seen, they lost 27 24 in overtime. Um, we're gonna do our quick thing. And just if, if this is y'all's first time here listening, we kind of go through and do like a, a couple minutes of a recap of how we kind of felt about the game. We're gonna start with Pettit and we're gonna go to me and then we're gonna go to Robert. Pettit, what'd you think? Uh, Today is a, a bummer podcast. This is a morning. Morning Monday was yesterday, and then today is just a bummer podcast. But uh, with that said, the game is one of those games that I've kind of just suppressed from my memory a good bit, <laughs> kind of pretending it didn't happen. Pettit doesn't even know what game he's talking about. Yeah, what? Who are the Who <laughs> are the Titans? I kind of forgot here. Um, I, I it's. Just such an interesting game. Like, 
everybody had a feeling that it was not like I think the first quarter you're like, oh, we're gonna dominate them. Like we had the pick, we held them. We like they looked so bad, and then it was just like, well, those all led to field goals, and then it was like they scored a touchdown, and it was like this game has upset alert written all over it. Yeah, like as the game went on, it just it got, oh, yep, this is yeah, this is and happen. maybe. Kind of like the snowball effect that Robert was talking about. It's kind of one of those things where you have expectations of just destroying this team. And then you come out and you are destroying this team. But it's not really leading to points. And so that kind of just like, oh, it constantly just like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. We're better than them. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And slowly little things are happening that are just surprising you. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it's like, and then at the end, you're like, Yikes! We just yeah. Lost. They let up, they let them stay in the game. Let them let them hang around. That's what. You, and that's, the thing is, the Titans God. were lucky to have go into overtime. We were oh, lucky, so lucky. We tried to lose that game about forty times. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson missed a wide open pass to Corey Davis in the game uh, at the end of the fourth. And the the third and goal where they were on the one yard line. Yep. And they rolled out, and Wilson literally just Danico Autry made a good play and just sacked him. And how many long third downs we had? I mean, like. Just, yeah, I remember it was the third and twenty-one yeah. uh, in in overtime, and we I I literally uh, I was watching at a bar in Atlanta, and Anna Glenn, my girlfriend, was walking back with her cousin. Uh, she had to like take her cousin to the apartment. I texted her. I was like, "It's probably not even worth coming back. We're about to lose third and twenty-one. Oh, Chester Rogers, fourth and one. Blah blah. He I, was not down either. No, he wasn't. And th- yes, I that, forgot about that. That was, but luckily Derek got the first down. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, what are what are your thoughts on like if we did tie that game, would you still be? Oh, Anna Glenn was asking me like I she just, kept asking me what like are you going to be sad or mad if we lose? I was like I'm I'm going to be mad either way at this point. Like I don't care if we win, tie, lose. I'm mad. Yeah. So I, I did think a tie was, I mean, nearly identical to a loss in that situation. Well, it would make a big difference for playoff standards, yeah. but I just, I mean, you're in overtime against a team like the Jets. You magically held them to a field goal on the goal line. I just think, even without Julio and AJ, that is still that is the exact time for Tannehill to say, "Look, this is why you paid me. This is why I'm here. This is, I mean, like." And he had Derrick Henry. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't just him. He had to do yeah. it by himself. I don't know. I just felt like this was a perfect game for Tannehill to say, look, I can win games even when some guys aren't playing well. Yeah. And he, he didn't. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, this might be a little longer than a couple minutes. Uh, I usually, after losses, I try to stay positive. And I, after the Cardinals game, we were, stay, we were staying positive, saying, you know, don't worry. And as of right now, the Cardinals are 4-0. Like, I think it was fair that we kind of were saying, don't worry. It's first game of the year, whatever. But I also feel like if I were to just sit here and try and stay positive about this game, I would be doing a disservice to our hundred thousands of listeners. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic there. Um, I'm freaking pissed. I am furious. You, you kept saying in the group chat, we're fine, we're fine. I was about to throw my phone across the wind, like out the window. <laughs> I was furious. Why do the Titans always do this? Why? I, I thought this year was going to be different. I thought this team was different. And to be fair, like, you know, quote, unquote, this team obviously includes Dupree, AJ, Julio, Farley, and others to where 
it, I guess it's fair that like, you know, this team that I thought would be different was injured on Sunday, but still, still thought it'd be different. And I'm, I'm furious. I don't, I'm, I don't understand. That's why last week I was telling y'all like, what are we doing? Why are we just talking? Like, we're just going to roll through here. And I don't even, I don't, I almost didn't want to bring that up. Cause I didn't, I don't, I wish I wasn't right about that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to just make a hot take like someone does in Nashville media. I'm not trying to be 1025 the game. I'm not trying to be him. I'm straight up just telling y'all why I'm so mad. And here are things that I'm mad about. Todd Downing called an atrocious game. Terrible. First off, why he called a terrible game. What happened in the Colts game last week when Ryan Tannehill took over? He used his legs. Or at least rolled out. I don't remember a single time when we when Tannehill rolled out. Tannehill ran once, and it was on a third and one QB sneak on the first or second drive, and he got a first down. That is just I don't think that that should like Tannehill should run. Think about how many times he's made a difference when he's used his legs. Why are we not using his legs against the Jets? And don't give me that BS about. Todd Downing's holding in plays because it's the Jets and we're not trying to show anything. If that's an example, frick that example because that is trash. Tannehill should have taken over, like you said, Pettit, and maybe used his legs. Instead, he stood in the pocket and kept getting sacked. I'll get there. Next thing, third McNichols. Jonathan Hutton said it great, said it best. Listen to this tweet. When the Titans are in third McNichols and Henry is on the sideline, with the offensive line that we have, defensive coordinators have it easy. Pass, bring the blitz. We're not going to run it. It doesn't matter. Henry's out of the game. Even if Henry's there for a decoy, leave him in the game. There was a third and one. It was like third and inches with our backup center in, and we are in shotgun with McNichols to the side of Tannehill, and what happens? Aaron Brewer snaps it over his head, and we get sacked, and we have to kick a field goal, 6 nothing. when we could have kept driving. Just run another QB sneak. I mean, my gosh, quit trying to be cute, Todd Downing. Um, why is, why is Derrick Henry not playing more than 59% of the snaps? I, I don't care about his workload early in the season. Also, I feel like Todd Downing was calling a game like I was playing Madden. Run, run. Okay, third and long. Ooh, screenplay. This will work great. We ran like 12 screens, and finally it didn't work because it was obvious what we were doing. Um, Tory Carter and Kari Blassingame were active. Two fullbacks. They played a combined five snaps. Why not activate someone else? I, I don't know if it was injury-related or what, but surely one fullback could run more than five snaps or run more plays to where you have fullbacks in. I mean, Tory Carter and Blassingame are good players. Use them. I don't understand. Do a wheel route or something. Um, uh, I just, bottom line, Todd down and quit being cute. Uh, Jeff Swain, you suck. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be. He's so bad. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, He's probably dog. given up, like, three or four yeah. sacks. I'm gets, not trying to dog any players. I don't, I don't really want to do that. But for some reason, I just got something against Jeff Swain, and you're trash. Michael Pruitt, Tommy Hudson, and Ferkser, surely – could do better than Jeff Swaim at what he's doing. Maybe Luke Stalker, bring him in. Who cares, but get Jeff Swaim out of here. I hate him. Offensive line, what is your deal? What is wrong? Our run block is fine. Whatever. Derrick Henry might even make it look better than it is. Our pass block is terrible. There, I can't even tell you. There were like six of our 13 drives that we had third downs that were sacks. Just 
inexcusable. What is happening? Lawan? is it, I, I almost wonder if his knee is getting to his head more than the actual physical pain. I don't know if it's necessarily the play of the offensive line as much as it's like the coaching. Like, it, like there's it a lot of, be. there's a lot of offensive line sacks. It was like, uh, hey, you guys forgot that guy. I mean, it's just, it's awful. I don't know if there's a tell of our play action. Maybe there's something obvious that we're showing that shows it's play action. I don't know what it is, but offensive line, you have to freaking figure it out if we're going to do anything in this league this year. Figure something out. Defense, I'm not that mad at the defense. I think what happened was our offense kind of screwed our defense over by letting them stay in it and not scoring touchdowns. And then here and there, they. You know, the offense, the Jets offense got life, and they were able to throw it deep to Keelan Cole. Freaking Keelan Cole, who looks idiotic with his stupid helmet. Corey Davis, of course, we knew he was going to have a revenge game. And then, like, I, I didn't agree with Christian Fulton going inside. I guess he had to because Chris Jackson got hurt. But that opened up Breon Borders against Corey Davis. And you know Corey Davis looked amazing in practice when he would always go up against Breon Borders with the Titans. That's he probably saw that Breon Borders was with him and knew, oh, yeah, let's go, Zach Wilson. I'm going to catch this deep, which he did. So I'm not super upset with the defense. I just think that it, like the offense kind of screwed the defense. Last thing, I want to read a tweet by my friend Clint Smith. Shout out, Clint. Absolutely beyond frustrating that for the second week in a row, the Titans rookie snap leader is Racy McMath who was questionable to even make the roster. This draft class is on its way to being very concerning, if it's not already, to go along with a questionable free agent class so far as well. Now, I think that I'm definitely, I've been one to preach that you got to give players time. I get it. But I'm starting to get very concerned with our immediate success of rookies and free agents. Why can't we just have a single free agent that comes in and just kills it right away? I mean, even Julio, the first game, struggled. Roger Saffold struggled the first few games when we signed him as a free agent. Ultimately, these guys end up being fine. I get it. But my goodness, what, what is the deal? What is wrong? I, I just, it's absolutely ridiculous, and I'm just going to finish up my little rant here with Buck Rising's final part of his article. I thought it was kind of funny. If you haven't read it, I would, I would um, suggest it. That is the difficulty with the Titans. They string fans along like a toxic ex-lover. Tennessee gives you a taste of how good life can be with them, then let you down mightily when you least expect it. Very few are disciplined enough to resist that you up text. And yeah, I just, I'm freaking, I'm pissed. And, and, and I don't, like, I realize that the season's not over. I realize that the sky isn't falling, but... Every now and then, the Titans, I mean, always every now and then, the Titans piss me off. And they've done it again, and I'm furious, and uh, that's, that's what I got for now. Todd Downing quit being cute. O-line figured it out. Jeff Swain, you suck. And Christian Fulton, stay on the outside, please. And Farley and Raidens, please get healthy. We freaking need you. Jeez. I have wow. one quick question. What was wrong with Keelan Cole's helmet? He has the dumbest-looking helmet <laughs> in the NFL. Just look it up. Everyone, I'm a, we'll post it on Instagram. What he does just, it look like? He looks like a daggum alien out there. It's like, just look it up or something. It's stupid. <laughs> Keelan, I've, Keelan Cole, is he's a funny dude, but... Is he? I yeah, know nothing about Keelan jokester. Cole. I'm learning well, so much this morning. <laughs> I got in this thing over the offseason. Like, it's like a hard knocks type mini series of the Jets. It's called Jets One Drive. Wow, I bet and that I was watched really some of it, hard to and watch. That might be one of the reasons why I like Michael Carter and fantasy, which 
paid off for you today. Uh, no, it didn't because I didn't start him. Oh, that was probably my fault. I, I did change I, him when you told me to start <laughs> Damien Harris. <laughs> it wouldn't have made a difference. Though. Oh, man. Well, JG, I, I got to say that was uh, fun to listen to. I, I felt some maybe we're working some things out, some thera- some therapeutic moments this morning. Yeah, I think we're, I needed that. We're, we're, we're just kind of getting some steam off, but all, all good points. I've been um, angry since the game. I've been angry. Well, since maybe maybe after that we can have a good day today. We can put it behind us because yeah, we'll you know see. what? Let me let me get into it a little bit here. Okay, um, I wanted to go last because I, I knew JG was hot, knew Pettit was hot, and listen, I'm not happy about the game. Okay, but I am. If you think about it, as bad as we played, okay, if Rabel decides to go for two. At the very end of the game, with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, game over. Probably game over, right? And we get out, we get out of there with a win. With as bad as we played, where a Ferkser drop, who is he has not played, right? He hasn't played in three weeks. He's hurt. He's coming back from injury. That was a great his throw first too. game. I will say that was a great throw. first a great throw. Uh, Quincy Williams is just draped all over Ferkser. I don't know how that wasn't a pi. And then if he catches that ball, we're on the three-yard line, probably going in to score. So the, I know it's something that we're all blowing off, but I think not having A.J. and Julio is, is really huge, especially against that defense. I did not realize how strong the Jets' front seven is. Quinnen Williams looked like a Pro Bowl player out there. Now He saved a touchdown. It was really funny they – showed him some highlights of him and they were like his least impressive highlights of the day <laughs> on the on the production. But if, if you watch him, he was he was dominating Nate Davis. And Nate Davis has had a really tough start to the year. Now when you go against JJ Watt and DeForest Buckner and uh now Quinnen Williams, maybe that's a little bit understandable, but he was a Pro Bowl player last year. His play is significantly dropped. Ben Jones battling injury. He was in and out of the game. Roger Saffold left the game because of a concussion. Obviously, Taylor Lewan is coming back from injury. So so we're still meshing up front. All that to be said, 2014, Green Bay Packers lose 19-7 to to the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers has 162 passing yards. He goes on Milwaukee radio sports radio on monday the entire fan base they're one and two they're 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 pissed they're supposed to be a super bowl champion team and they lose the detroit lions who were terrible that year and he that this is the famous relax interview where he says r-e-l-a-x relax i think this is our relax moment we have a good football team when you do not have any kind of playmakers on the outside, AJ and Julio are hurt, but not only that, your third best receiver, Josh Reynolds, is playing really his first game of the year. He's coming back from Achilles injury that he has tweaked and not fully recovered from. Okay? So he's hampered on the outside. Your fourth receiver is a 5'8". I don't even know why we're throwing fades to Cameron Batson on the outside. Okay? But we're just trying to – we're clearly trying to find something. Anthony Ferkser, who's, like I said, coming back from injury. He's our number one tight end. We've seen him produce in big moments. We know it's, he's capable of doing it. The fact that he dropped that, I think, is uncharacteristic of Ferkser. 
we have no weapons on the outside, and the weapons that we do have are hurt. It allows the Jets to come up with exotic defensive schemes. They were running cover zero half the time because they had no respect for our players. The reason we had seven sacks is we played probably against some of the most exotic blitzes. Robert Sala is a phenomenal defensive coordinator. We played against some of the most phenomenal blitzes that offensive line has seen in a long time. Usually you have like one guy off the edge and you have to figure out, okay, where are the safeties rolling from? And you hit the, you hit the open spot where the blitz is coming from. They had guys coming from all over the place, and then their guys are good. You saw Taylor Lewan get whooped. He's having to bend on that same side of his knee, trying to get down and get number 47 Huff. Um, he is struggling. He is struggling, but, but it takes longer than four weeks for these things to mesh together. And we, we are not as banged up as the Colts, but we have a lot of things that we have to work out that I think, admittedly, going into it, I overlooked the Jets. I thought we'll beat the Jets. I didn't realize CJ... We are, well, we should have. Like, we, we definitely We are a better football team beat. even without should've Julio and AJ, okay? Yeah, yeah. But CJ Mosley is one of the best linebackers in the league. This was his second game in the last two years that he's played. And he, he did a really good job. Derrick Henry had, what, 150 yards rushing? Sounds, which I mean, which we don't even realize that. 158 yards rushing... <laughs> So on 30 absurd. carries. He should have had 200. I mean, yeah, but that what I'm saying is I think as we go along, as that defense starts to work together and get some confidence, we're going to realize that that's a lot better of a defense than they were last year. And then Zach Wilson just had a couple of fluke plays. I mean, they weren't moving the ball down the field on us. They had a couple of deep, fluky plays. Well, and I think, like I said, the offense messed – like the offense screwed the defense by letting the Jets – Hang in there, yeah, and just get. To and the that's what zone. if you listen to Kevin Byard's um, post game remarks, that's what he said. He said we gave them hope. Yeah, exactly. we were they were we were the better team in the first quarter. Pettit, like you said, we didn't put points up on the board. Our red zone offense, which was so good last year, isn't doing very well this year. Um, but this is this is ultimately why I say relax. Okay, we don't need to peak right now. This is the bottom. This is probably the bottom of our season in terms of how we feel. We are going to be the AFC South champions, okay? If we're not, it's fire somewhere. The Texans and the Jags have no chance. They're going to win three or four games, and we're better than the Colts. The Colts do not look very good, all right? They beat the Dolphins last week, and the Dolphins look terrible. Yeah, the Dolphins look horrendous. Um, so I think, the, I think it's important to say that. We're going to be the AFC South champions. I, that game, listen, I know, flush it. All right, that's we, we got to learn from it. We got to get better from it. That's not our team. That's not who we are. That's not how Dow, Todd Downing wants to call plays. We don't even have our best. Roger Saffold clearly isn't right. Get him healthy. What well, we have the luxury of sitting our guys so they get healthy. A lot of teams right now they've got like Aaron Jones has a has a hamstring problem and he's playing through it. All right, that's never. That's not always the best idea if you want to make sure your guys are playing 100% and they're 100% healthy come playoff time. This team is built for December. This is my number one point. When you look at the kind of players we have on our team, the way that we're designed, what wins in the National Football League is physical running that sets up the pass. Even if you look at the Chiefs, Andy Reid loves the play action, and as good as Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are, the threat of the run... Just, just not even being good at running the ball, but the threat of the run opens up passing lanes in the NFL. We have huge physical wide receivers in AJ and Julio that without them, that's what we, you know, we see what our team looks like without them. 
and it's bad. It's really, really bad. Which is why I'm like, we're gonna be okay. We're probably. I'm not gonna overlook the Jags, but let's yeah. let's assume we beat the Jags this week. Okay, we're in control of the AFC South. We don't need to peak right now. We need to start. We need to work on things. We need to get better. We need to learn. We need to execute. But I think this is our relax moment. I think we we trust in the team. I trust in Mike Vrabel to get things right. He's the best coach that we've had since I've been a Titans fan. And I know there's all kinds of, you know, he didn't make the right call here. He should have gone for two. Yes, I agree with all that. But from an execution standpoint, if you look at the way the 2019 team executed week one versus how they were executing in the playoffs, I mean, it's night and day. And it's not just because of the quarterback change. The defense came to ball out against Lamar Jackson in 2019 in the wild card. They, they killed the Patriots run game. I mean, we have good schematic coaches that get guys better, that understand the game, that understand the National Football League, that get guys right. It's not a good thing right now. It's definitely not good that we lost to the Jets. I'm just saying I, I, I'm, not, I'm not freaking out right now. Pettit, do you have any reactions to what Robert and I just talked about? Uh, I still don't even know what game we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm so conflicted because there were so many points in that Jets game where I was like, what exactly is the problem with this game? It was like, Tannehill's not playing atrociously. Derrick Henry's running the ball. I mean, he got stopped a few times. The defense is holding him most of the time. The O line is, I mean, the O line looked the worst, but like they were still, there was just a lot of things where it's like, what is the exact problem in this game? And I guess it was just like the clutch moments, like and giving getting up, a third down, stopping yes. a third down, totally sacks, Finishing. penalties. Penalties were terrible. Yep. Yeah. And it was just like all these little things that kept adding up. But then you look at the stat line, it's like, well, it doesn't really look that bad. I, it wasn't like the Cardinals game where it was like, I don't see anything. I don't see sign of life. Um, so it's, it was really interesting. Again, I just kind of think the team itself overlooked the Jets. And I think the first quarter didn't help. When you come out that hot and you think you're going to just dominate Literally this Literally nine points. Yeah. I That's mean, it, it should have been 21. You know what I mean? It could, yeah. And if it, it was, should have been 17. It, yeah. And if it was, I mean, that's not a game. That game's over. Yeah. Like, they can't come back from that. And then Wilson, Zach Wilson probably throws more picks or something. So I think the Titans themselves saw it that way, too. Like, well, we should have been up 17. It felt like we were up 17 0 or 21 0 on them, even though it was only nine. And it felt like they couldn't come back from that. And yet, you look at the scoreboard and they very much could. Um, I don't know. I Once again, it's so hard to tell how that affects the team long term. We have injuries, but like Robert's saying, I mean, I like to think our offense is good enough, even without Julio and AJ, to beat the Jets. And but are we? I mean, let's be honest about ourselves. The I national, think, I think the National Derek Football Henry League plays, is the it's a it's a league of parity. I think if Derrick Henry plays more than fifty nine percent of the snaps, we beat him. I, are we going to give him the ball more than thirty? How many touches do you have? Thirty five total. I, I literally at any at. How many how care. many touches can I, you give one guy? It doesn't yeah. matter. It's Derrick Henry. <laughs> it He's, does matter because the Jets beating the Jets is not more important than making a playoff run. Derrick Henry give him like three more carries. I'm with, he could, I'm I with, do agree there was a third and four 
in the red zone that we ended up kicking a field goal. We ran a like a screen to McNichols or something. And we should have given the ball to Henry a couple times, and we should have given him the ball. My Uncle Carlton, shout out to you, called it perfectly right in the moment. He said, should have gone for two there. Yeah, I, I was um, thinking the same thing. Because the game's out of hand. You, It's an ugly game. It feels weird. The Jets fans are in it. You're giving them hope. Like We went for two earlier in the game. It was easy. Yeah. Michael Pruitt is wide open. I think uh, well, not wide open, but I think that may have, that that's a that's a time where you go for two, try to try to walk off and get out of there. But imagine steal, steal a win. As sad as that is, imagine what happens if Rabel goes for two and we don't get it, and that's why we lose to the you Jets. Could, like I mean, Rabel would get, get the same even result. more crucified yeah. than he and than hey, he's right now Tuesday morning quarterback over here. You know, what, what, everything it seems okay, easy for us. Wait, we, uh, two things I want to bring up that we, I want to talk about quickly: Randy Bullock. Is that missed field goal it for him, do you think? And we bring back Sam Ficken or what? Uh, I mean, he was drilling 40 yarders. <laughs> he was drilling 40 I yarders. I know, but like, it's, I think he could be a casualty of the 14 mistakes at kicker we've had before him. <laughs> where if he. One, one thing wrong and you're out. Like, yeah. If it, well, if it had been a missed field goal in the first quarter, that's a lot different than, you know, a clutch kick to tie yeah, the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it would just depend on how they feel about Ficken. Uh, Pettit, what do you think? Are you through with Randy, or you want what? What do you think? Uh, um, my initial reaction was no. I mean, I think I think everybody thought that kick was going to get missed, no matter who was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like I don't. Nobody was like, well, if he makes this kick, like, oh well, like it was still like Frick, like the tie. Like you know what I mean? Like that's still yeah. not good. Um, I don't know. I I've never been the biggest Randy Bullock guy. I mean, because he screwed us a few years ago. But um, basically, I don't think he has that big of a leg. Like he's not really a guy that can hit field goals consistently past fifty yards. So if Sam Ficken is a guy that can. I why At would least you, we saw it in the preseason? Why would you not switch to him? Yeah, I had a ton of confidence in Ficken. So yeah. But okay, so then wait. I want to. I want to bring. A, I want to return to something you said in your okay. your opening statement. Um, okay, I don't agree with Jonathan Hutton's tweet. I guess it does make it easy, but Mick Nichols was our, was he our leading receiver? He was. He I he was like solid. we convert converted like four long third downs with McNichols in the game. He was we, solid. But he had it, the game winning touchdown against the Colts. Like when it came down to it, though. I'm not saying that McNichols is a bad player, and I'm not saying like every single third down, but there are situational plays and situational drives when it's even shorter than like a third and five, and we have McNichols in. Like the third and one, it was like third and inches, and McNichols in there. Yeah, but, Why? The, but, I, I just, but he's a I good running back. He's not. He's a good but, NFL but running back. But I don't back. want it to be. It's almost like I don't. I can't recall literally the almost the entire year a third down when Henry's in the game. Like I don't. I just. That's that's my thing about it is that it happens way too much. I think he was in on the, but the, the this is what I'm saying. We've job. seen McNichols one on one beating multiple linebackers. So the reason McNichols is in the game is because he gives us a when we're passing the ball when it's an obvious passing situation he gives us a better chance to win. I love Derrick Henry. I mean, he's not he's not going to run he's not going to run an angle route where he fakes outside and comes in. I don't this year we've we've seen No, he's done well, but he's done well on like he'll just run and turn around and hit the spot or he'll get a screen pass. He's not 
going to cook up a yeah. linebacker on the edge. Or Okay, how about that third down? How about the Colts touchdown? Derrick Henry is not catching that and outrunning the guy to the edge. I'm not saying every third down. Don't have McNichols in there. Okay, but I'm just saying the third downs McNichols has been in, he's been a huge bright spot for us this year. With AJ and Julio not playing, he's a guy like that you need. He's that he's like a James White type of guy. He's turning into that for us. A and Deion I don't Lewis, if you will. What? A Deion Lewis, if you will. No, he's a lot I better just, than Deion there Lewis. There were a lot of third there were a lot of third downs that we got sacked on. Yes, I mean, but that okay. Just like yes, but that's because passing situations. Whatever. That's not because McNichols is in the game. That's because Cameron Batson, Racy McMath, and Josh Reynolds and Nick Westbrook Ikeen can be defended by most practice squads in the NFL one on one. And so the Jets don't have to have any safeties over the top. They don't have to have any linebackers going underneath in the flats. That's why Julio and AJ just being out there on the field they limit the exotic blitzes that the defense can do because you have to account for them down the field yeah i think i think for me the the third mcnick or third mcnichols tweet is, i just felt it's just it's too it, it's, it's like, too it's easy like it's too much it's low hanging I, I don't know my opinion I, jonathan hutton i think it's just low hanging fruit he's looking to get some some action i just don't think that's a good football take i'm kind based of, on what i've seen i'm kind of with robert during the jets game specifically i thought mcnichols actually should have gotten the ball more often I seriously thought he had a couple runs, too, that were pretty great. I was like, if we're trying to rest Derek, if if our true game plan in this Jets game is to rest guys, we should not be giving Derek Henry 30-something touches against I the Jets. I thought Makai Sargent and, should have been active. And, you know, Derek Henry had a lot of, lot of really good runs, but he had a lot of two-yard runs. Yeah. yeah. And Jeremy McNichols had, a, like, he probably averaged more yards, like, consistently with, like, yeah. out, a couple of the outliers. You know what I mean? And... Um, I thought Jerry McNichols honestly should have ran the ball and caught the ball more. I was like, he should be our number one receiver on like, like maybe he should be running routes. Like he was one of our best players on offense. Him and Chester. Yeah, I just I Westbrook Akeen. Oh. Yeah. oh, that drop. Oh, brutal. Oh my oh, gosh, my, that man. was like the easiest AJ or Julio catch ever. <laughs> yeah, and he just dropped it. Okay, like, so oh. quickly, what about the draft class? I mean, I yeah, feel like again, maybe Elijah gonna, Moore should have played. I, I don't know, man. I have, I'm going to have the same take here probably until until the middle. If they're still not playing and not contributing through the middle of the season, then you know I think I'll probably start to be concerned. But um, I'm, not, I'm not sounding the alarm bells yet. Again, like we have shown that we want to develop. We don't want to – and there's something in the NFL called the rookie wall – where all the coaches across the league know it. Mike Tomlin even came out last year and said, I stopped playing Claypool because I was trying to keep him from running into the rookie wall because they've never played 17-game seasons before and then into the playoffs. So that you yeah. get to a point where you get worn down as a rookie. So, again, back to the we're not built for September and October. We're, making, we're trying to get these rookies ready to contribute when the games matter more. And I know it's frustrating as fans. It's but, very frustrating. But it's no, it's and it's not just the start of the year. It's the fact that like it's almost every year that this happens. That exactly. The rookies that we That's draft, what we do. <laughs> friggin' pisses me off. Why we, do we not see immediate? You remember success? Rashawn Evans? The first month of the season didn't really play. Nate Davis. He was hurt. Nate Davis had to play, but you Wait, saw it took him about six weeks before he got good. So I think this is starting to become a t- trend with the Titans organization now. 
I'm not the overall draft picks as a whole. If they're busts, that's you know that's not what I'm trying to comment on. I'm trying to comment. I'm commenting on the fact that we like to bring the rookies along slowly, so they're more successful in the long run. Look at Fulton, right? Fulton is becoming a player this year. I get, I get, I I get the Fulton argument. (laughs) I just like if Caleb Farley is in there instead of Breon Borders, I don't think that Corey Davis. Do we know that though? Do we know that? How do we know? How do we know Farley isn't ready mentally? He he definitely maybe isn't. Maybe Farley isn't ready mentally, and he gets burned, and he gets really really down, and it affects him the next three weeks. I just think Caleb Farley is faster than Breon Borders. Borders. He is faster than Breon Borders. One other thing that's going around Titans Twitter that is just really infuriating to me: whenever people take screenshots either pre-snap or during the play, and like try to make that one they pick and choose or maybe they post three pictures the one that was going around is oh look the titans corners are playing too far off the ball on third and two and third and six and it's like man you you are just taking a screenshot from a tv production you have no idea what the play is they could have a linebacker faking a blitz and he's going to run underneath that route like you have you don't even wait to see how the play develops. You just take a screenshot pre-snap and try to make a big statement. I think that's a bunch of I will say malarkey. Vrabel did mention it. <laughs> Mike Malarkey. Vrabel, yeah, he did Vrabel mention it. Vrabel did mention uh, how he, that's a coaching yes, moment. But he got asked that question because this play was going well, this it's, tweet it's was going thing, around Twitter. That's been a thing for the last couple of years that we do that. Which is a, but again, we don't know what the the game plan is. We don't know. What, we have. A, we, we all think. I think we, that's what people are saying, though. They don't like the game plan and why we're doing it. Yeah, but I just <laughs> think those people have no idea what they're talking about. All right, we didn't. We didn't struggle to, to on short and intermediate routes. We struggled on two or three plays getting beat deep over the top by Zach like Wilson. Off scripted plays. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. I just. I think there's a lot of dumb people on Twitter with a lot of dumb football takes that they just they don't know what they're talking about. All right, to. Uh, Settle down a little bit and move <laughs> forward. What do you guys think about – how do you guys think the Titans are going to look against the Jags? I'm, well, no score predictions, just – How do, do we think, think Urban Meyer is going to look think? against the Jags? Huh? How do you think Urban Meyer is going to look against the Jags? <laughs> you think – is the game in Nashville? No. no. It's at the Jags. I was going to say, if you're, if you're going to the game, maybe you should go to Broadway later and see if you can catch Urban Meyer. <laughs> In the act again. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know, Urban Meyer, there's a video, apparently, allegedly – there's definitely a video. It's okay. definitely. It doesn't really look like him in the video, but it's 100%. He's sitting on a bar stool at a bar, and this girl's grinding on him, and he's a and very it's not much married. He's very much a married man. The old sit grind. Yeah, very awkward. Moment. And he came out and apologized yesterday, so I think that confirms it was him. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah. No, there's. It definitely was him. It's a pretty it awkward video, but uh, clearly he's not coaching. So. Yeah. No, he's um, still coaching, but he wasn't coaching in the video. Is that what you mean? I, what I meant is he's he's distracted, coach. He's not doing a very <laughs> he's, good job. Yeah. Okay. So the I, I want to get one final word on the Jets, though. Go for it. You one, get the just, final word. No, I'm just saying, like each of us, just one final word. Just tell me what you're thinking, like ten seconds. I'm saying I'm pissed, and I hate this, but I'm willing to move on. And uh, they better not do this again this year. I am saying there are better days ahead. It's never as bad as you think it is. And relax. We're going to be fine. I am definitely concerned. I think basically I don't see us not making the playoffs still. I don't see that as a problem. I just 
am concerned about how high the Titan ceiling is as in terms of like making a run in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that lowered the ceiling a little bit in my mind. But, you know, I can be swayed. But, yeah, the Jags game. Let's move on to that. Let me just say this. Okay. So we got – If I mean, we, we got go out and we preview. beat the Bills and the Chiefs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm thrilled. Everybody's totally back on the bandwagon. I mean, and I, it was worth it. I just fully <laughs> – I fully expect literally for us to do what we did yesterday or Sunday and then we play on Monday Night Football, shock the NFL world and beat the Bills or something because the Bills look dang good on offense hey, and good. defense. They are really, really good. I mean – they're scaring me a little bit how good they are. So um, we will talk about the Jags in the Jags preview, though, that's coming out Friday. Um, but thank you all for listening in and, and allowing me to uh, to vent my frustrations or vent and, and voice my frustrations. Uh, it was I think it was therapeutic for me. Um, thank you for being our therapy session. PTP. And Robert, thank you for trying to talk us off the ledge. Pettit, thank you for trying to help us not remember <laughs> and just just get rid remember of it. Remember what? Flush it. A gratitude, man. That is you can't be what is it? You can't be pissed off and angry and depressed if you're if you're grateful. <laughs> so that's what J, JG's doing a little gratitude uh therapy yeah, right there. There we go. So flush it, short memory, shake it off. Get back out there in Jacksonville and let's get away. Hey, we're on a Jacksonville baby. On a Jacksonville. It's still prime time Tuesday. Just kind of I, my it was not a morning Monday yesterday. It was a mad Monday for me. So, yeah. Um, thank you all for listening in, and uh, look out for the Jet or the Jaguars preview on Friday. Thank y'all.